Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. Time for the 49ers Rush Podcast. And here's your host, John Chapman. What is going on, Faithful? It is Thursday. It's 1 o'clock, which means I get to hang out with this guy. Oh, it's always mirrored. On this side, Brian from Legit Football. And Sin. Sin's in the chat. What's up? She's early. I love it. Brian, how are you today, man? Uh, John, I'm great. I-, I can't believe that we're already past seven weeks. It's like it gets to the point where I'm like, slow down, slow down. Before we know it, it'll be February. The Super Bowl will be over. We'll be begging for content and football stuff for the next six months so let's just yeah. love it let's let's enjoy it while we can we're, we're in the midst yep. it's it's crazy time right now the nfc west is it's just packed together everybody's within like a game of themselves now here's what i want to start this this show with today we haven't talked since the cmc trade so mm-hmm. i want to kind of book in today's show with christian mccaffrey and the 49ers versus the Rams. We're going to cover the Cardinals. We're going to cover the Seahawks. But let's let's try to do both there. So let's start with the Christian McCaffrey trade. From a non-49ers perspective, they give up a lot. Right. What are your thoughts? Well, it, it's clear. I mean, it's a win-now move. I know they gave up multiple draft picks uh, that affects their future. This is a win-now move. I think he fits so well in this Shanahan-style offense. He's a yak monster, and that's what Shanahan wants. He wants a guy who can get the ball who can make moves after the catch, after the carry, make runners miss. That There's not many running backs who do it quite the way that Christian McCaffrey does, especially in the past game as well. This is a guy who had uh, 1,000 yards receiving in addition to 1,000 yards rushing. He is the epitome of a dual threat, probably more than anyone currently in the NFL uh, and I, I think that's a boost. I know that you and I spoke privately when the trade first went down, which was after our show last Thursday. You understandably expressed some hesitancy because of how much they gave up. And look, at the end of the year, we're not really going to be able to judge this until after 
I would say the next two years. But this is a move to go and get that Super Bowl. You made a move to get a quarterback thinking that was going to get you over the hump. That hasn't happened yet. Part of that's due to injury, sure, but let's be real, it hasn't happened yet. You still have the same quarterback you had from the Super Bowl in you know, 2020. So this is the next step, is getting a playmaker in the backfield who can also line up in the slot, go out there as a receiver, get the ball five or six yards down the field, which even Jimmy G, he can hit those passes, <laughs> and, then, and then take off, break a few tackles, and go on a huge, you know, that's what Ayuk does, that's what Kittle does, that's what Samuel does. CMC is just another weapon, maybe the best of them when he's at his peak. I love the move. We want to see him stay healthy. There's the whole, I mean, like an injury-prone running back on an injury-prone team. Yeah. I don't really buy into that. Uh, but as long as he stays healthy, I'm excited and uh, go Niners. Let, let me ask you this because, you know, it's come out and several different, you know, media outlets have verified this or at least seems to be true. It, it came down to the Rams versus the 49ers. And the Rams offered a 2-3 and three this year and a 4-5 and five next year. The 49ers offered a 2-3-4 and four this year and a 5th next year. And that seemed to be enough to do it. So from just an NFL blanket perspective, how much difference would it have made if he landed in the Rams than if he landed here with the 49ers? Is it enough to kind of, quote-unquote, shift balance in that division? Is he that big of a player? Well, it doesn't solve the Rams' offensive line problems. But here's the thing. Christian McCaffrey is the kind of player that – can excel even in a bad offensive line because he can get, if you get him on the outside, all he needs to do is make a guy miss and he's going to pick up six or seven yards every time, especially out of the backfield. Right. Uh, the Rams have missed that dynamic in the backfield since Todd Gurley. Imagine what, or remember what that McVay offense was when they were run first, heavy play action, uh, three wide, single back, 11 personnel, and you couldn't stack the box because you've got three wide. You couldn't mm-hmm. play full defensive coverage because you've got Todd Gurley, uh, who's you know r- breaking off chunk runs, scoring, I think it was like 17, 18 touchdowns that year. And then you get a guy like CMC, even with the offensive line problems, that could have swayed it. I do think that adding that element, it, it, it wouldn't make the, the, the Rams like the, maybe the favorite in the entire NFC, but it would certainly maybe boost the needle enough to make them the favorite in the NFC West. So I do think if that reason alone, getting him instead of get, you know sending him to LA, big boost for San Francisco. But I'm personally very excited. I've tried to trade for Christian McCaffrey in a few different leagues because I think he's going to fit in so well with the Shanahan offense uh, and the fantasy realm. I'm really excited with a full week's of work to see what he looks like this weekend. Yeah, it's going to be fun. Uh, I'm it's it's weird because the 49ers have definitely disappointed this year, three and four, uh, not where we wanted to be. But every single goal is still 100% intact, despite mm-hmm. all the injuries, despite the changing of the quarterback, all those things and the ups and downs and getting blown out at home by the Chiefs. doesn't matter if your goal is to win your division and get a playoff run, which we're going to talk about later. Now, a couple things just want to update you just on schedules. We had our bonus episode on Patreon this morning with 49ers Cutback, so if you are a Patreon supporter, um, you can go watch that episode. Now that is up uh, with Ant from 49ers Cutback, which was awesome. We finished all of our breakdown special teams to be coming out shortly after this um, from every single snap, offense, defense, special teams from the Chiefs game, why the 49ers lost so bad. And then tomorrow... We are going to have the stud himself, Tom Quartz, and we are going to have a wonderful, 
wonderful discussion. I want to make sure I get the time right. Uh, tomorrow, 10 a.m., so early uh, Rams 49ers talk. And then we've got, of course, our scouting report episode and all that coming up as well. So let's dive in. Let, let's step back from the 49ers for a second. What's up, Mosquito Killer? Uh, I saw you on Croc's show this morning. I thought you crushed it, man. Uh, Philip, glad to have you guys with us. Lots of hashtag CCs. Um, so let's t- we're going to get back to the 49ers and Rams game in a little bit. Let's talk the Cardinals at Vikings game because this game, I'm putting money on it. I don't want to say which way I'm going yet. I'm going to let Brian kind of put the script out there. Walk us through it, my friend. So I want to start by saying uh, I had a good week on my picks last week. I nailed all of my NFC West picks. Unfortunately for the Niners fans, I didn't know the Chiefs were going to win by that much, but I did pick the Chiefs. But I also picked on Thursday night, I think we both were on this, we picked Arizona to beat New Orleans. Mm -hmm. I really like this matchup for the Cardinals. Uh, I think this is one of those games where, yes, Minnesota's finding ways to win. And honestly, that's something that has eluded them in the past. Minnesota is just one of those teams that always plays close. A lot of times they end up losing those close games this year so far. They've found ways to win, but I'm not sold on this Minnesota team. Uh, This Kevin O'Connell offense has actually shown large periods of time where they're uh, not able to move the ball. Their last game they played before the bye was against the Dolphins. They had 10 three-and-outs in that game. A lot of people don't realize that because the final score, they covered um, the spread. But at the end of the day, the first half, was they had, I think, three points and 10 three-and-outs. And it was a long Dalvin Cook touchdown. Point being, I don't don't really believe this defense uh, or this, this Vikings team in general um, they play primarily zone, which has served them well. But I think with DeAndre Hopkins back, that's a little bit of a mismatch. He'll find the holes in the zone. This offense in Arizona, regardless of the play calling from Cliff, is much better when DeAndre Hopkins is out there. We saw that on Thursday night. I have had upsets of the week the last two weeks. It was Atlanta, San Francisco two weeks ago that I called correctly. Last week, I correctly called that the Seahawks would beat the Chargers. And this week, I am picking the Arizona Cardinals not only to cover the three-and-a-half-point spread, I am picking them to win on the road in Minnesota. Not so much a reflection of the Cardinals themselves. I just think this matchup, I think this is a game where we see more. Minnesota, I think, is more of like a 12-14 to 14 team. I have mm-hmm. them at, like, number four in our power rankings because they're 5-1. and one. I think we finally start them to see them come down. I like the way Arizona's defense has been playing a little bit better. So that's my pick. That's my upset of the week. I've got the Cardinals upsetting the Vikings uh, in Minnesota. Oh, see, like, okay, I think that that game could go the way you're saying. But I have a few axioms that I've believed in for a very long time, and that is, is the game in primetime, yes or no? The answer is no. That Mm. means Kirk Cousins, he's a full go. Coming off the bye week, I like it a lot. I am doing a two-team teaser um, and so I'm doing a two-team seven-point teaser this week. I put this up on Patreon as well. I'm taking the Ravens in our Thursday night matchup plus nine versus the Bucks with seven points. I'm taking the oh, Vikings wow. plus three and a half points over the cards, bet 10 to win seven. Uh, we crushed it last week. Our teasers didn't do well, but all our other bets did well. Um, so that's one of my two-team teasers. Uh, so if you want to bet in the Thursday night game, uh, Ravens plus nine, Vikings plus three and a half. Uh, and I love this. Look at this comment from, I don't know how to say this. I'm going to say RSR, Ramalia uh, Sportscast. Ram- Ramalia, like Familia. Ramalia? Ram- Ramalia oh. Sports Report. 
It's uh, there we go. Familiar. Uh, there we go. Uh, I'm not I'm not Italian. Uh, he said <laughs> waiting on less need to announce Bradley Chubb, Kareem Hunt, OBJ to L.A. I love it, man. Um, I'm excited about our show tomorrow uh, with Tom Quartz and the Rams family uh, getting together. Uh, there's some good people over there, man. Uh, I know I don't like the Rams and I hate them and all those things, but I've been watching um, all of the press conferences this week for the Rams, which breaks my heart. Um, it's interesting. A very different mo on how they handle every single thing which isn't a bad thing it's just different so curious to see how this week plays out uh we're, we'll get jump back into some more ram stuff here in a second but before we do uh we've got the giants and seahawks game but before that hey if you want to party with us this weekend out in LA, uh, come out, 49ersRushRoadTrip.com. We've got parties Saturday night from 3 to 8 p.m. Man, we've got DJ Shadow coming out. We've got uh, Del Fetty and Barry coming out. They're doing their Red Out Niners Anthem live, which is going to be great. Crocker's going to be there. We're going to have a pretty damn good trip. Um, so tickets are available, 49ersRushRoadTrip.com for Saturday night. Our tailgate, it's unbelievable what we're – four hours – Unlimited drinks, beer, liquor, food, TVs, raffles, giveaways, DJs, all in the pink lot. So even if you don't have tickets, come party with us. All you got to do is just look for that uh, that flag, 49ersRushRoadTrip.com. Excited about that one. Now, let's get to the Seahawks. What a surprise, Brian. What a surprise. Is it going to continue or is it coming to an end? Uh, I don't, there's, if anyone outside of Seattle predicted that the Seahawks after seven weeks would be in first place <laughs> by themselves in the, in the West, you're lying. Stop it. Um, yeah, it has been a surprise. Uh, the biggest thing I think we could not have predicted is how well these rookies have played. That's really what it comes down to. They have, uh, I believe it's six rookies, not only contributing, but actually playing solid. And that has been the difference. You've got two rookie tackles, uh, two of the three cornerbacks are rookies you got a rookie linebacker and Kenneth Walker at running back has looked phenomenal uh that being said there's there's still rookies they're going to be growing pains the talent level they're really playing above their talent level kudos to Pete Carroll for the coaching kudos to John Schneider for the drafting I don't think it lasts I, I think they'll come back down I think they'll finish more kind of in a middle like a nine and eight which would be a fantastic season for the Seahawks all things considered like we couldn't predict that Gino would have worked well in this uh, as I mentioned, Seattle was my upset of the week last week. I was very convinced that they would run all over that Chargers defense. That's exactly what happened. What I did not predict was how well the Seahawks defense would play against that Justin Herbert Chargers offense. That has honestly been the big difference. The week before, they held the Cardinals, who are nobody's idea of a great offense right now, but they held the Cardinals to nine points, and that touchdown was not even an offensive touchdown. That's two weeks in a row now that these rookies on defense and the rest of the team have really started to step up and play together. Uh, and, and been completely different than that just porous Seahawks defense we saw or earlier in the season. But that being said, they have to come down. I think they're a candidate to come down this week. The Giants just cannot do anything to get respect. This is team is 6-1. 6-1. The only team with a better record, because the Bills got a bye, so the Bills are 5-1. and one. The only team with a better record is the undefeated Eagles. The New York Giants are 6-1, and one, still underdogs. And you said you have things that have worked well for you. I have things that have worked well with me. That means covering, picking the Giants to cover in games that they're not gross underdogs. And this is one of those. I've got Seattle uh, favorite at 2.5 in uh, the poll that I use. I'm going New York all day. This is one of my more confident picks. I'm also going them to win. I like this matchup. I just think that the way the Giants are playing, they're pumped. Uh, they're they're 
underdogs, again, that only adds to their fire. Dable is doing a fantastic job, and I just like how this matches up. I think it'll be close game, uh, but it doesn't have to be. If you're picking New York, it can be a one-point game, and you're still going to cover mm-hmm. because the Seahawks are the ones favored by two and a half. Uh, I wouldn't call this the upset of the week because I really think it's a little bit of a coin flip game, but I am going to pick the Giants to win this game on the road in Seattle uh, and obviously to cover that two and a half as a result. Yeah, who would have guessed that, you know, you had these two playoff caliber records. I don't know if the teams fill that out as well, but this is interesting. Who who would have guessed? And this is why the NFL is so fun because you can – everything on paper can say one thing and you can expect things to go this way and they just shift completely. Um, so I, I'm pulling for the Giants, which is weird to say. Um, I, I mean, it just – it's so – weird um avatar says seahawks have bad run defense and barkley is going to eat i hope so yeah i really hope so i, I hope they just gets tramp just destroyed. and daniel jones i don't think the seahawks defense is prepared for the mobility that is daniel jones and i'm not saying that sarcastically i'm serious he ran for over 100 oh, yards quick. last week yeah and they it and like they were using 50 him. years yeah since yeah since the 50s i think that the the giants have had a 100 yard quarterback uh, but Dable is using them in that way. They're actually, uh, if you really pay attention to how the, Daniel Jones has played in the past, he has tended, he's played around uh, behind pretty bad offensive lines. He has tended to hold the ball for too long, and eventually he's fumble prone. He gets hit. There's turnovers. He makes a bad decision. They're getting the ball out very quickly. They're relying heavily on the run game, obviously, with Saquon, uh, but they're also getting him on some bootlegs. They're doing some play action. They're making him make quick decisions and just getting the ball out. That's why you're not seeing these three or 400 yard passing games, but you're also not seeing the turnovers. And that's the difference. Their defense, advanced metrics doesn't love this defense, but they're finding ways to keep teams from scoring. Tree look at that. man. Yeah, you look at that. I'm not talking about the Giants side. Not oh, sorry, the, my bad. We're talking the Giants now. Um, if, if you look uh, at the, that last play in the Jaguars game, the Jaguars were able to move the ball pretty effectively against the Giants, but what happens? They get to the one and the Giants, there was no way they were letting him cross the goal line. So this is why I like this Giants team. As long as they continue to be underdogs against teams that are evenly matched, like the Seahawks, I'm going to keep picking them. And that is why uh, I think Seattle will show flashes. I think it'll be a very close game. I just like the Giants here. I like it. It's going to be fun. Now, I'm curious. We had a trade today. Kadarius Toney, former first-round pick, um, gets traded for a third to the Chiefs. Uh, Andy Reid has the type of player, uh, has the type of person that he loves to covet. And... Kadarius Tony fits it, you know, definitely never learned the playbook, all those different issues, but two separate coaching staffs. What are your thoughts on that trade? The fact that the Giants are six and one and kind of give it up on assets. Well, he's not been an asset this year. He's not been playing. He's been injured. He's you can't even consider like he is not one of the reasons why they're six and one. So it's easy right. for the Giants to get rid of him. I don't I, I like that for the Giants. The Chiefs. I think they might have paid a little bit much for him. I, they're, they're basically paying on potential. We've only seen that potential once in two years. A single game where, don't get me wrong, he looked phenomenal. But he has, number one, been unable to stay healthy, even when he was actually playing last year. Number two, there's been a lot of reports about him maybe not having the effort, like you said, learning the playbooks. Yeah. Uh, he's been in the doghouse for now two different regimes. To me, that's a red flag. I don't know that I would throw a third-round pick just to see. I mean, if you're the Chiefs, I guess it, like a third-round pick is not as important because your team is already pretty talented. Maybe that's how they thought about it. Hmm. Uh, but I just, I'm going to bet on the side of him not panning out because I just don't think he's. They're maybe hoping he's another Tyreek, and maybe he has that skill set, but he hasn't been able to stay on the field, and he's got a lot of red flags in the character department. Tyreek has red flags in the character department coming in, but that was more like off the field stuff. 
we never really heard any reports about right. Tyreek having issues with coaching staffs. We've already seen that in just two years with Kadarius Tony, so I have my doubts. Yeah, there we go. I like it. Now, before we get to the game of the week, at least as far as this podcast goes, real quick word from our sponsor. You guys know what it is. It is winning season at my bookie. As always, if you want to enjoy the football games, 49ers, or just NFL, or really any sport in general, you can bet on anything over there. Mybookie.ag. We've been with them for years. Very trusted site. Get your money in. Get your money out easily. And on top of that, all season, double deposit bonus. Whenever you first deposit your money, let's say you deposit $250, you get $500 credited to your account if you just use our promo code 49ERS or scan this QR code right to the side of me if you're watching this on YouTube. And again, it just sets you up completely. My bookie is incredible. Bet with us. We're on Patreon. We share our bets every single week, all season long. So join us, mybookie.ag, promo code 49ers. Bet anytime, anywhere with my bookie. All right. Now, as we are recording this live, the 49ers just started their practice on Thursday. And so just to up a quick couple practice reports, Debo Samuel with a hamstring, still not practicing today. Kyle Juszczyk, he's already been named out. Uh, Drake Greenlaw, he's out with the calf. Armstead, he's not going to play this week. And Juwan Jennings, who probably would have started. Did you know that you can now win up to 100 times your money on prize picks with as little as four correct picks you can turn ten dollars into a thousand with basketball hockey college basketball entries today on prize picks america's number one fantasy sports app and here's what's great it, it you can get action on sports on more than 30 different states across the country including california texas and georgia on top of that, you got playoff basketball actions on the horizon, and this is the best place to take advantage of all of basketball's postseason actions. Some of these player props. Nikolai Jokic for over 10 rebounds. Anthony Davis, more than two blocks. Lillard, four three-pointers made. You get to pick exactly how you want to use your bets. So, download the app today. Use code 49ers49ERS for a deposit match up to 100 Again, that's promo code 49ers for a first deposit matchup up to $100 over on prize picks. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. A new year, time for new growth. Grow your education and skills with Herzing University. Our online behavioral health programs fit your schedule and time. From an eight-month diploma program in health and human services to a 36-month bachelor's in psychology. Grow your behavioral health career with us wherever you are in your education. Your future starts now at Herzing University. Visit us online at herzing.edu or text HEALTH to 85109. Online at herzing.edu or text HEALTH to 85109. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. 
For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. For Debo, he's out with a hamstring as well. Still could play a lot of those players. I, I expect Debo to play. I expect uh, Greenlaw to play, but they're not practicing still. So there's lots of injuries there. But now we have this 49ers-Rams matchup in what I would say, and I've been saying all week, the most important game left on the 49ers schedule. This is number one. This game is huge. Brian, take it away. Yeah, I yeah, I know the Seahawks are at first, and, and we can laugh at that. And, it's, and good for the Seahawks for getting that far. But at the end of the day, this is still going to be between the Niners and the Rams for the NFC West. I completely agree. This game is absolutely crucial. Uh, I think it's going to be closer than last time. Last time the Niners came in and just absolutely beat the Rams down. I think they had a chance to get a nice win against the Panthers before the bye. Had a chance to get a little healthier. Uh, had a chance to sort out some things at running back with Cam Akers no longer being on the field. Van Jefferson been designated to return. Looks like he's going to make his 2022 debut. Uh, but I still, I, I still just like how this Niners team matches up against the Rams. I do. I like uh, Shanahan just seems to... The, his style of offense just seems to work against McVay. And once again, we said the big key difference in their last matchup was the 49ers pass rush against this dreadful Rams off, offensive line. Well, guess what? The offensive line is in even worse shape, and the pass rush is still there. Uh, Nick Bosa came back and played last week. Uh, so, yeah, as long as you have those factors, they're going to get to Stafford. Stafford has, has had his issues. You can say it's the elbow. You can say it's the offensive line. But regardless of what it is, he's not playing as well as he did last year. You still have Cooper Cup. You just have to be able to contain him. The secondary is more beat up than they were last time, so that might be a little bit of a concern. Maybe you let up a long Cooper touchdown, which is why I think it'll be a little bit closer this time. But I still like the Niners. I don't see them dropping three in a row, especially against the division foe, especially when Shanahan has owned McVay. I'm picking San Francisco to win and cover. I've got them at a point and a half. Ooh, I like it. You know what would be great? If they win this, four straight regular season sweeps of the 49ers over there. Four straight years. Mm. Um, they're seven and one in their last eight games, obviously had the loss in the NFC championship, which is probably the most valuable, but whenever you're looking at in season games, it's been, it's been ice cold. Now the Rams are coming off of a bye. They're getting Van Jefferson back. They're getting Brian Allen back. Who's not really good, but better than their third string center. It's interesting. Um, I hate playing teams off of a bye. I never have enjoyed that. Um, and so, but we'll see here. These two teams know each other. They know what they're going to do. CMC is now with the 49ers, which he gashed, gashed the Rams earlier. Bobby Wagner and coverage is not a good thing. And you add in Chris McCaffrey, that's rough there. Uh, Sin, 49ers should not take this game for granted. I don't think they are. This is the most important game left. Yeah, yep. And it's number one. Midpoint of the season, you got to buy week afterwards. So there's no like, you're not looking past this. There's nobody to look at. This is it. Niners take care of business here. Not to say that the division's like a lock, but you look at the odds in Vegas. Seattle Seahawks are in first place, right? Well, guess what? They're very low on odds to win the NFC West. They're a distant third. 49ers Look at at the one time they played the Niners this year already. It wasn't even close. So Wasn't even close. So if the 49ers can keep locking up this division, you know, however you want to phrase that, I think it's huge. Now, you had this, uh, and uh, here we go, Big Pop. And let's be real. I'm a Niners guy. I'm a Niners fan. That That's who I am. Brian's not. Brian picked against the 49ers against the Falcons, and this chat got mad at him. He picked against the 49ers <laughs> against the Chiefs. This chat got mad at him. Now, you have an eight, so a middle-of-the-road confidence 
on the 49ers. Um, you know, right now the spread's a point and a half. Right. So help us walk us through kind of your confidence level where you're at because you have them in the midpoint of games this week. Yeah, part of that is just because at the end of the day, it's still a division game. I don't tend to put high confidence levels on division games because they can go just any which way. They just tend to be unpredictable. Uh, I, you mentioned a few things that puts the Rams in a better situation than they were a few weeks ago. Uh, getting Van Jefferson back, getting that extra buy to kind of heal and, and have two weeks to game plan. Um, and just having a, a already played the Niners once, you, you get in a little bit different mindset. It's very hard. Niners have been doing it, don't get me wrong, but it's typically very hard to, to beat somebody twice in the same season. There's, that's just historically that has not been a thing. So that's that's why I would bump the confidence level down. Um, it's 8 out of 15, so it's still above 50%. It's still one of my more confident picks. Uh, but that's kind of how I think of this uh, as far as why. So the I higher the number, up. the better, right? Higher the number, the better. So 15 is the highest. And I, I start with that. So I will go down, okay, what's the one I'm the most confident in? Okay, I don't, I don't have it in front of me, so I don't know which one I picked. But it was like, okay, yeah, that's 15, 14. And I got to, okay, what's eight? And that, that's just kind of how where Niners Rams uh, landed. You know your stuff, man. And you've been right, and you've been right, and you've been right. You've had a couple down weeks, but overwhelmingly positive. You've made us money. Uh, I, I yet to have I a have losing your... record, by the way. Even my down weeks are still 500. I have not had a single losing record in Pick'em or about. against the spread all season. No way that keeps up. Come on, but I'll ride that as long as I can. Hey, man, I'm a, I'm a Tony Gwynn better. Uh, that has always been my philosophy. Just, man, small gains, small, mm-hmm. consistent gains. That's what I'm talking about, man. That's what I'm talking about. So, man, it's going to be a huge week. That's all I got to say. And now let's let's step back from the 49ers real quick. And, again, I didn't prep them on this, this question. What would you say is the biggest kind of shocker in the NFL so far through these kind of eight weeks in the season? What is the one thing that stands out to you like, whew, and maybe it's something we've already talked about, but what is something that stands out to you as just a big surprise so far? Giants at six and one easily. Yeah. You know, the Seahawks are a surprise, but the, but they're still four and three and they still have, they've had games like the Niners game where they just got absolutely pounded. This Giants team, the only team they've lost to is the Cowboys who now are realizing that, you know, it's actually one of the best teams in the NFC. And even that game, it was close until kind of the end when, when Dallas pulled away, they just keep finding ways to win. This is the team that if you look roster if you're just breaking down in the preseason everybody including myself picking the giants to finish last i had the commanders finishing ahead of them and it wasn't a knock on dable i loved the dable hire from the start i thought he should have had a head coaching job years ago what he was able to do with josh allen we're now seeing it he's able to do with daniel jones not to the level of josh allen but just the fact that daniel jones in his you know go in his fourth season they declined his fifth year option this is a guy we have a lot of tape on now a lot of data and Dable can turn him into a very efficient, actually winning quarterback who actually helps your team. That has been the most surprising. The fact that they're six and one, and, and quite honestly, John, unless they completely collapse, they've positioned themselves to at least get a wild card spot at this point. Even if they finish the rest of the year five hundred, you're still looking at like uh, ten and seven. You know, nine and eight, and in the NFC, that can get you that number seven spot. Uh, I did not see that coming in any way, shape, or form. You know, it, it's interesting you brought up, you know, seedings and all that stuff. Like, people don't understand. 14 teams make the playoffs in the NFL, seven from each conference. Mm-hmm. To put that into perspective, right now, if the playoffs started right now, the Rams would be in with a 3-3 three and three record as the seven seed. The 49ers are right behind them. The 49ers are eighth right now. Um, the middle of the pack. They're 3-4. and four. But any of those tiebreakers, if they win this game, they're going to own all of them. 
just because of how good they are in the division. 49ers go 3-0 and in the division. Whew, that's going to be huge. With two wins over the Rams, that, that's going to be huge. Teams have to make the playoffs. That's just what it is. And I really do think, and let me ask you this. I don't want to give you the answer or my answer. I want to know yours. What record do the 49ers need to get to to win the NFC West? Like if you had to pick the winning NFC West record, regardless, Niners, I don't care. What would you say? How many wins do you think they have to get to? At this point, only 10. I don't think you only need 11 10. or 12, honestly, yeah. because you are, especially if you beat the Rams this weekend, because that's who I think they're going to be competing with. So you're going to uh, have the tiebreaker there. You already beat the Seahawks. If you start off, like you said, 3-0, and uh, I doubt they'll they'll probably beat the Cardinals twice. At the very least, they'll, they'll, they'll split 1-1. One and one. Now you're looking at 4-1, and one, you know, even if you lose to the Seahawks, worst case, you're looking at four and two there, but they'll probably beat one of those two teams uh, twice. So uh, 10 wins, 10 and seven in, in this. The Niners are going to lose more games. I'm sorry, the Rams are going to lose more more games with, with this beat up offensive line. Uh, and they don't have the pass rush that they, the defense hasn't looked as great for LA. Uh, so I could see them losing at least four or five more games. Suddenly it's, I think we were, we were saying what the, the Rams needed to win. Uh, I think we both picked the Rams to win preseason. They needed to win 12 games to do it. It's a different landscape. Now 10 wins will get you there. I think in the NFC West, especially if you win this weekend. Yeah. I think that kind of helps kind of curtail that a lot. Uh, Kali says, man, we got to stop the Rams running attack, which that's not what they're good at. Now we do not have Eric Armstead or Kinlaw, which is huge. They don't have a lot of guys either. Mm-hmm. I think if Greenlaw plays, and we saw this last week against the Chiefs. When Greenlaw went out, it was over. Uh, they scored nothing but touchdowns until they put Chad Henney in. So when Greenlaw went out, that defense changed dramatically. Now there's definitely more reasons. It's not that simple. But this 49ers defense is great, can be great. It was great against the Rams last time. I don't think it's going to be as good. But I think the 49ers offense can help pick up a little bit. Uh, Big Poppy, yes, this. 49ers question, can the CMC screen passes beat the six-man D-lines? Not necessarily the screen passes, but I think that what Christian McCaffrey does, and we saw this in one play, but it was called back on a holding penalty. You're going to have the same six-man fronts. You're going to see that. But what Christian McCaffrey could do is if you break that initial line, then you have big play city, which we have not had with Elijah Mitchell. We have not had with Jeff Wilson. Um, That's been the issue. I think that's what Christian McCaffrey could do because he's more elusive than anybody we've had back there. Back there, you break one, then you get that huge play. Um, I think the way you beat six-man fronts with Christian McCaffrey is, you know, you flare him out and you've got Kittle yes. coming in over the top because those linebackers are going to stick with 23. And when they do, 85 is going to be wide open. We already saw it in the first week. So um, anything you want to add to that as far, as far as Christian McCaffrey versus those loaded eight-man boxes and six-man fronts? Yeah, you have to view him differently than a lot of running backs. A lot of running backs, to get them the ball out of the backfield, yes, you set up screens. McCaffrey, you don't need to do that. He is legitimately a good wide receiver. He is kind of the opposite of Debo Samuel in that Debo is primarily a receiver that can play running back. Christian McCaffrey, primarily a running back who can play receiver. You can either line up him up in the slot, or if you've got him out of the backfield, like John said, flare him out. You do not have to sit... Uh, throw a, a screen to the side and wait for that six-man front to come over. Get him in behind that front. Uh, you know, wait for the rush to get to you. Get it out ahead of him. He makes one linebacker miss, and you've got uh, an eight to ten-yard gain or more if he's he's got that big playability to really take it to the house from there. Uh, he's just he gives you that extra dynamic beyond just the screen game. One of the many reasons I like him, and one of the many reasons why the Niners threw so many draft picks to get him from Carolina. 
Yeah, uh, there you go. Speaking of big plays, just came out from Adam Schefter. Jamar Chase dealing with a hip injury, going to be out four to six weeks. It's not mm. just the oh, Niners I saw that he missed practice. I didn't see that he was not he was going to be out. Just wow. came out uh, four to six weeks for Jamar Chase, one of the best um, wide receivers, and Devontae Adams not to practice either. This is this is week eight of the NFL, baby. Um, you know, it, we we spend so much time talking about injuries, and rightfully so. Hundred percent injury rate. You play football long enough, you get injured. That's all there is to it. Um, that's just all there is to it. It sucks, and I hate it. Uh, I don't even crazy. like it when it happens to the Rams, and I hate the Rams. Um, it, it's bad. Now, one more thing I want to get your opinion on, if you don't mind, uh, sure. before we jump out of here. I did a quarterback power rankings, just 2022 and moving forward. And so I ranked them all. You know, I did my elite tier, great tier, good tier, whatever else. And so let me give you – um, just a little background on Jimmy G. That's all I really care about. I'm curious, and I didn't prep him on this, so I'll give you some leeway for sure. What kind of numerical value, 1 through 32, do you think Jimmy Garoppolo belongs as a starting quarterback uh, this year? Um, I had him at 17, and let me just kind of preface this with some other rankings. Uh, the NFL, uh, Mark Sessler had him 22. The CBS, Cody uh, Benjamin had him 16. 33rd team had him 17. PFF has him 24. Where, just off the top of your head, does Jimmy Garoppolo fit in that kind of 1 through 32 scale power ranking for quarterbacks? Before you even said it, my instinct was 16 to 20 range. Just right there off the go. bat. I think 17, 18 is probably very accurate. Uh especially when he has the weapons. If he if he stays within, the, you, he's not going to win you games or rarely is going to win you games, but if he stays within the structure of the offense and gets the ball to his weapons, he can be an accurate quarterback. He can be pretty good at play action. If everything else is working well, he can just, he can drive the train, right? He can be the conductor. Uh, there's quarterbacks that, like Baker Mayfield, who might be more physically talented, who have shown that they can't drive the train. It's They're right. going to run the train off into the ditch. So... I would put him above that 20 spot. I like kind of the, the 17, 18 range. Yeah, and uh, Big Papa, I love that. This is what they got so yeah. fascinated by is where would Jimmy G be without Kyle or where would Kyle be without Jimmy G? We're going to find out soon enough. You know, everybody talks about Belichick being one of the greatest coaches of all time and whatever else. He's got a losing record without Tom Brady. And shout out to Sid. She said, I heard this before on Patreon. We, we, we dipped our toes into this, me and Ant on 40 Hours Cutback on our bonus show this morning. Um, so if you want to dive into that in a much more 49ers-centric conversation uh, for today, uh, head over to Patreon, patreon.com slash 49ers Rush Podcast. Every offensive snap, defensive snap, special team snap, Zoom hangouts. We got everything over there. Um, and we got our scouting report for the Rams. That's going to be loaded, the All-22 breakdown um, later today. So that is there. Now, Brian, we're about to be done with the show. Anything, Clayton, that we missed that we want to get to? Or, Brian, what do you got going on that we need to know about so that we can come uh, learn more about the NFL with you? Uh, same thing as always, guys. If you're not already subscribed to Legit Football, I recommend all of you giving it a try. It's free. You can always unsubscribe. It's such a good way to keep up with the NFL outside of just the 30-minute episode with me every Thursday on John's show. LegitFootball.com. We take the top six stories. We break them down for you. You don't need to read these long articles. Just get the snippets. There's injury uh, updates. So if you're playing fantasy football and you want to kind of get the latest on the injury, there's an injury update at the bottom of each email. LegitFootball.com. Enter your email address for free. Give it a try. Yeah, yeah, it was funny. I was talking to a good friend, Coach Cruz, uh, this morning, and he even brought it up. He's like, "Man, that thing has been such a time saver, uh, just because he, wor- he works. He works a lot." 
Uh, so great work, man. He, I didn't even pay him to say that. He just said it. Uh, Big Papa, he's got a question. Will Verrett play, or how much do you think he'll play this week? I do not think he'll play. I do not think he'll play. I think that you sit Verrett and you wait till after the bye week and you slowly ease him in. I think that they're just – they learned a lesson, which is huge for Kyle Shanahan being so stubborn because they rush a lot of people back, and they did that to Verrett once before two years ago and ruined the year for him. So I don't think that they're going to do that. Brian, any updates on Mark Andrews? He did not practice today either, did he? He did not. The latest update is that he is leaning towards playing. Same with Rashad Bateman, but yeah. we will not know until – maybe another hour or two, like usually about two hours before kickoff. But the latest I heard like an hour ago is that they're trending, both him and Baton are trending towards being active tonight against the Bucks. Okay, I'm going to be selfish here. I'm going to use my own time. Let's say that Bateman or Mark Andrews or both do not play. Who would you start in your flex position? Would you start Jamal Williams running back for Detroit or would you start Devin Duvernay? Jamal Williams, he's going to get more yeah. volume. Um, even with DeAndre Swift back, the fact that Swift has taken long to get back to normal, I, I think they're going to manage how many snaps he gets. Williams has been a very good replacement. The Dolphins uh, are susceptible to the run, and I think you know we we know that Detroit wants to be a physical run first team. Um, so yeah, that I, I would go with Jamal Williams. Duvernay is, is is a home run threat. He's not an every down type of receiver. And I'm playing a bad team, so I, I don't need home runs. I just and need I, Tony Gwynn, baby. Seen, We've seen Baltimore wants to go run heavy. Uh, Jamar, Lamar Jackson threw the ball 16 times last week. Only dropped back 19 times. Gus Edwards came back and looked good. They want to control the ball on the ground. And Tampa Bay has actually shown to be pretty bad against the run these past few weeks. So I think that doesn't change tonight. I like it. Nicole and Harold, they said, John, do we uh, We need to stuff the interior defensive line with Ridgeway and McGill. Uh, pass rush, Bosa, Drake Jackson, Sampson, rotation. Give everyone else... Um, and put them in the middle. I will say this. Um, Kevin Givens, who's had back-to-back bad games, his his two best games of his career were against the Rams. So, again, I have said this all year, and if you watch our breakdowns on Patreon, Kevin Givens is a matchup defensive tackle. He matches up very well against the Rams. So, yes, I am with you. McGill, Akeem Spence, he needs way fewer snaps. Um, but Ridgeway, um, Givens, McGill, those are the guys I want to see on the inside. And I think that's huge. And Juan, we got royalty. Juan Solace is in the house. He says, can we start Drake already? Um, damn, he looks good on film. He looks incredible. He got his career high 30 plus snaps last week. Looked good. One of the only players that looked good against the chiefs. Um, and with Samson not practicing today, I do think O'Minihue would probably get the start over, um, Drake Jackson, but I'm telling you right now, Drake Jackson needs to start. I want Drake Jackson starting next to Nick Bosa, uh, not next to, figuratively speaking, as defensive <laughs> ends. Uh, we'll go there. Colleague, Jimmy Ward doesn't seem to be happy about playing nickel. No, and he shouldn't. Um, it's hurting his contract value. Uh, I think it's the wrong play. I don't like it. Um, I, I don't like it at all. I really, really don't. And I love Jimmy Ward, but um, I think this is a bad play. I really, really do. I hope it works out. Uh, but I don't like it. Anyway, that's going to wrap up our show today. I want to say thank you. Thank you to Clayton behind the scenes, executive producers, 49ers, George, a 365 and tilted um, kilt 49er. You are amazing, my friend. Brian, thank you for your time and your expertise Always. and for teaching Always. us all these things. Until next time, stay strong and faithful. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. 
guidebook, guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.